last word on travel on Today FM with Multitrip.com. Get ready for new adventures. Sarah Slattery from the travelexpert.ie has some sort of bucket list ideas for Europe to talk to us about in a few moments' time. But first, Sarah, we have to address what happened with Aer Lingus in Dublin Airport on Saturday morning. Massive queues that for once were not the responsibility of the DAA, uh, but instead Aer Lingus customers left in a dreadful situation, uh, missing out on flights, missing connections. What happened? Yeah, hi, Matt. Um, yeah, it... What appeared to be an outside network provider that they use, um, basically their whole IT, IT system froze and they could not access anything, they, they, their whole cloud-based system. So they could not access customers, couldn't check people in. Um, it even kind of had implications for people traveling to the States who couldn't get their uh, visas, who couldn't go through um, the additional security there as well. So it just had wide uh, spread impact, both in Dublin and for people abroad. But um, I think I think the biggest issue is normally if there's cancelled flights, you know, the airlines will contact you and, you know, you'll be rerouted or put on another uh, flight. But I think the biggest issue for Lingus was that they couldn't contact customers. So nobody really knew what was going on. I think communication was the, the biggest problem. And that meant that a lot of people had connecting flights. I mean, they talk about, you know, using Dublin and then going to somewhere else as a hub or whatever. or And they just simply weren't able to go and had no idea when they would be able to go. Yeah, I think, as I said, I think that was the, the biggest issue. Um, and some people were frantically trying to, you know, get on, get on other flights, pre, re, rebook hotels. You have people, stories of people outside in the queue all trying to book hotels in Dublin as well. So, um, I think it just had a knock on effect for so many, uh, people. But, uh, I think there was something like 50, 55 flights cancelled in the end. Um, now, their systems are all back up and everything seems to be um, working now. But I think the main issue now is trying to get people refunded. A lot of people rebooked other flights, not Aer Lingus flights. So they need to try and get uh, refunds as well. And, and um, that's that's where it's all going to play out yeah, now, sorry. Think, over the next couple of days. Do you get a refund on the flight you weren't able to take and compensation for the price that you had to pay elsewhere? And what about things like hotels? If a listener here who says, spent eight hours at Departure Gate in Dublin Airport on Saturday only to be told at 4pm that the flight was definitely cancelled, told to re- leave the airport and rebook online. That was no good as the website was down. So I was supposed to be taking parcels as listener in the Great North run on Sunday morning. Not only did I lose my flight, but was unable to do the run and also lost hotel costs. Yeah, I think that this is going to be the biggest issue. And, you know, there's no problem with refunds per se. I mean, it's if a flight is cancelled, you're entitled to a refund. There's no ambiguity there at all. But the big issue is um, in in this line, that, uh, what's called extraordinary circumstances, which could not have been avoided. And I suppose that's the, the going to be the big uh, million dollar question. Will Aer Lingus use that get out of jail free card? You know, is it, a, is it an extraordinary circumstance that could not have been avoided? Will they have to... Um, refund people in full for other flights that might have been much more expensive for all the hotel costs and I think that's something that we probably need to know straight away. Um, as I said there's no issue with rerouting people later on if if, if, um, if if they can do that or getting the refunds but it's for people who might have paid 400 euros for a flight and then had to pay 800 euros for a flight. Will they get the, the 800 euros back or just get the 400 euros back? That's what we're kind of, that's really what we need to know um, as soon as 
possible. Uh, Erlingus did put out a, um, a frequently asked questions and uh, an information uh, page on their website and there's a link to it from the home page and there's lots of questions answered there there's links to get refunds it's all very that's all very transparent but there's just no mention of there is one question um that if i book to fly with another airline and it just basically says any booking held with their lingus which could not be used will be refunded so that's i think that that's the big crux and that's the people's out-of-pocket expenses. Yeah, What's because there? if you have to book at such short notice another flight, it's going to be at a much bigger price than you originally yeah. paid for the flight that didn't go. Look, let's go through your bucket list of things to do, sort of special little trips. And the first one that you have is to stay in a glass igloo in a resort in Finland. Yeah, I think this is kind of the Lapland for adults. Um, it's, it's on my own personal bucket list. And I think as well, we all, we're all looking for that kind of something snowy um, experience that might necessarily be for people who don't want to ski. But these igloos, you may have seen them um, on Instagram, um, embedded into the into the snow with glass roofs. So they're, I, I, the iconic picture is where people would see the northern lights from lying in their bed and their um, their their sheepskin uh, <laughs> bed and uh, so it, it's definitely a bucket list destination but I suppose what's interesting now is that Ryanair flying direct to Rovaniemi so now it is a three hour drive from, from Rovaniemi it's not handy up, but up until now you would have had to fly via Helsinki um, to Ivalo Airport and then um, get a, a taxi or car so it is a little bit more accessible or at least it's a choice uh, way to get there and there's lots of things you can do other than you know the skiing and snowmobiling and husky safaris and all those kind of things as well so as I said I think it's the, the lap land for adults Okay what about a hot air balloon ride in Turkey? Yeah, uh, Cappadocia is another one of these. Um, again, I'm probably picking a lot of Instagram spots, but um, it's one of the, these places that uh, hot air balloon rides are, um, you may have seen, just the skies are covered in them. Um, but it's it's riding in the hot air balloon, I suppose, is a bucket list experience anyway, but also seeing the whole sky covered in them from your sunrise balcony, it's, a, it's another uh, part of it. And it's in this expansive region right in the centre of Turkey, which is, it's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And it's all where there's the cave hotels are inside rock formations. And it's really kind kind of um it's it, the whole place is quite unusual in itself there's a lot to see and do there and it's nice to combine maybe with a couple of nights in Istanbul you can fly direct to Istanbul and then get a connecting flight on um and it's about 40 minute drive then to Garome where most people stay an overwater bungalow in Crete yeah, for people who think like they have to go to the Maldives or the Pacific Ocean for the overwater bungalows, there's a five star resort. It's an adult only resort in Crete called the Stella Island Resort, and they have overwater bungalows and you can jump straight into the uh, sea from there. And they've private jacuzzis and hammocks and all sorts of things. So it's again, it's a luxury place maybe for a special occasion or a honeymoon or someone who doesn't want to travel too far um, and there's direct flights into Hania airport there so um, it's it's fairly accessible again from Ireland. Okay you're suggesting taking a food tour in San Sebastian Yes, San Sebastian is uh, one of those. I was there myself many years ago, and um, the it's. I think it's the there's more Michelin star, stars per square 
mile than anywhere else, any other city in the world. And um, there's 11 different Michelin star restaurants. But for me, it's all about the Pinto bars or the, they're kind of like the Basques version of tapas bars, but they're just a little bit bigger. There's over 200 of them right in the center of San Sebastian. We did a food tour there with Discover San Sebastian and it was amazing. But there's just so much. It's just a foodie paradise and it's a beautiful city as well. It's it's on the coast. It is beach. It's it's definitely one for the, the bucket list. It's also nice to combine with Rioja or you can actually fly fly into Bilbao or Baritz, so you could kind of do a nice road trip along northern Spain into France there as well so um, definitely one one for the bucket list We're not going to get the full list done that you provided us I'm just picking some of the ones that maybe are of interest to me uh, the Blue Lagoon <laughs> Hotel in Iceland yeah, Iceland is, is, I mean, there's two airlines flying now to Iceland um, from Ireland. So it's very accessible. And the prices, you know, I, we're all going on about the cost of living in Iceland. But compared to here, it, all of a sudden, it doesn't seem that dear anymore. But there's a hotel, if you want the real ultimate bucket list, um, there's a hotel at the Blue Lagoon. And there's only 62 suites in it. It's called a retreat. And um, you, get, you have unlimited access to the retreat spa and the Blue Lagoon. So you're basically staying in, at right at the, the Blue Lagoon. So it's it's a real luxury stay. Um, and then, of course, you can go off and do all the wonderful things you can do in Iceland then as well. OK. Um, a spa break in Budapest. Budapest is a great city. Yeah, actually, I've never been to Budapest. I keep saying I'm going and I haven't got there yet. But uh, what a lot of people misunderstand, I think the spas, um, people assume they're going to a spa for kind of relaxed and quiet. But the the big Chesney baths there, um, they're they're the largest thermal baths in Europe. And as well as obviously all the medicinal benefits, um, they have this massive um, outdoor swimming pool with two thermal pools and in the summertime they do these spa parties with live music and laser shows and cocktails and it's like this kind of pool party spa kind of combination so it's just something really unusual to do and um, of course you'll see all the other um, sites in Budapest as well. No, I'm deliberately not asking you the prices of any of these so that people won't be complaining about the prices as well as their bucket list things. A lot of them will cost a lot. I can only imagine that riding the Orient Express from London to Venice costs an arm and a leg. But tell us what's involved in it. Yeah, that's probably the most expensive one in fairness on the list. Well, for, for, for the fact that you can't deviate and some of the others, you can get cheap hotels in the destination. But here you, you just have to pay for the train. Um, and it's only actually 24 hours and it's about 3000 sterling, I think. What? Um, yeah, it's outrageous. And I don't, you don't even get your drinks included for that. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely don't know if it would be my on my own personal book at this, but I suppose it just has to be mentioned. Um, but I think the way the one thing I will say is um, Belmont, who own the Orient Express now, own so many amazing hotels in Italy, the Cipriani in Venice and the Caruso and Ravello and all these um fabulous hotel so I think if you were going to do it the way to do it is to round it off with a stay in the Cipriani or one of these hotels combine the two and you pro- they even do special offers to combine the two <laughs> you might get a free breakfast or something <laughs> for, for the amount of money you're spending you'd want to wouldn't you <laughs> thank you very much Sarah Slattery from the travelexpert.ie uh, one listener says in relation to the Aer Lingus debacle on Saturday it's not that the flights were cancelled it was a lack of respect and misinformation and a general lack of customer service and empathy that is the problem with Aer Lingus it was nothing short of disgraceful another one says assume Aer Lingus can reclaim its losses from the IT provider so why shouldn't the customers be able to do the same from Aer Lingus 087 uh, 4100 102 gives you the last word by text or by WhatsApp the last word with Matt Cooper weekdays from 4.30 today